I look up to him. He's a very successful entrepreneur. But he tweeted, Today, a lot of moving parts, but everything interconnected. It's up to you to keep them moving. This is the part. Yeah. At this point, you manage the momentum, not the parts. It's all a one singular motion together. Keep it moving, moving in the right direction. But like, yeah, the momentum part and not the parts. I was like, yo, that just hit me. I was right. like, all right, well, I feel shit picking up right now. Mm-hmm. Let me just make, you know, let me just keep the ball rolling mm-hmm. and not drop the ball. So that's why I was up till six, making a whole bunch of new no belief, just expecting all those orders to come in. Right. And yeah. Well, for, for people that may not know, um, first of all, who you are and what No Belief is, if you want to do like a quick intro. Sure thing. Um, well, No Belief is a luxury CBD cosmetics brand. Um, at the moment, we make oils, uh, essential oils and uh, facial mists, and we plan to expand um, our collection into like sheet masks and bath essentials and all of the above. That's pretty much what we are, um, what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how, how did you guys start this? Because I already know this. Yeah, I know. I've We've done this a couple of times. with the product before, and I absolutely love it. But um, you know, a lot, a lot of new people have tuned in, and a lot of them may be interested in knowing about you know, how it started, uh, what the initial sort of thought process was and, and what you've kind of learned. I mean, we'll get to the learned part through the conversation, but just quick sort of a summary of how it, how it got started. How it got started? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so my childhood friend and I mm-hmm. um, happened to both move to Houston, like around the same time, and... We wanted to start something together, um, something easy where we could just like make some side money. That's how it started. Uh, and we decided that we wanted to do drop shipping. So we learned uh, Amazon, FBA, all of that. Again, the goal was like easy, right? Um, to like make easy yeah, revenue. Yeah, that was the goal. <laughs> Neither really. of us had really signed up for like all of this, right? Yeah. Um, when it came down to like what we wanted to sell, right? Um, I kind of made it clear that because between the two of us, uh, we kind of decided that I would be marketing and I'd be selling and I'd be like the people person. So for me, it was really important that I believe the product and I love mm-hmm. the product. So I was like, okay, Jabeen, she's my partner. Right. Um, you know, I love. CBD. I love cannabis. I am passionate about it. I know I could sell it because I'm, you know, that's kind of how it started. And uh, we saw on Amazon that there were CBD brands that were selling like wise products and they were doing pretty well. So we kind of got into that. Um, As we're setting up our Amazon shop, we're developing our product too, right? Mm -hmm. At first we were going to outsource it, but we just decided not to. I forget why, <laughs> but, um, oh, so my partner is super creative. She has a design background, um, and she does like UX experience now. Uh, she put like all her efforts into creating the product and making it look good. The packaging, um, we were really big on that. And while right. we were creating the product, we we're trying to get our Amazon page set up, like just mm-hmm. set up. 
right? And we just kept hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. So we're like, well, damn, well, we got to sell this somehow. Let's create our own website. And it kind of like, that's how it started, really. Um, that's how we branded it. Like, it became our thing, like our baby. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then, to be honest, we still haven't um, gotten approved on Amazon. So Because of the whole CBD thing. Yeah, the whole CBD thing. So yeah. it's, it's like rigged. It's like weird because they let some companies sell it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then like, yeah, like us, we're, we're fairly new in the game. Right. Little babies. It was really, and still is really hard for us to break in. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of understandable. Um, just to kind of quickly touch on the point of what the initial sort of... Um, vision was to start as a drop shipping to bring in you know an, an additional revenue stream and then it turns into something you're interested in and passionate about it's always a transition that occurs and uh, a version of this just occurred with arrows as well like our goal was to provide a product that we thought was you know going to get bigger in, 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 in an emerging uh, sort of market and once you actually get started and, and work on certain elements you realize yo it's not as simple as just setting something up anymore because Anyone can do that to an extent, but when you realize like what it takes to make something actually successful, you have to treat it like it's your company, your baby, and you got to take care of all these other things. So it's an interesting transition. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just give up uh, when when it comes time to put in the work. Oh my God! Yeah, this year was this year was quite a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we took a lot of L's, but we turned them into lessons. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, so when we created like our own website and then started marketing on Instagram, Facebook, you know, tried that route, all our adverts, all our ads were shadow banned. They wouldn't get approved. Um, we found out that it was impossible, illegal to promote anything CBD, hemp, cannabis related on Google, Instagram, and Facebook. So like asked out you know and neither of us are famous so (laughs) so what's funny is um actually there's a saying and i don't know if i'm saying it right but they say (laughs) creativity thrives in four walls within four walls so i had to think about that for a second right like when Mm -hmm. you have limitations you have to become creative and resourceful yeah Yeah, you're forced to you have to find a way to make it work um yeah so that's kind of like where we're at now um for us influencer marketing is Mm -hmm. the only way pretty much influencer marketing and seo um people talking about our product you know testimonials reviews all that stuff because the direct route is i guess not even a an option, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, the route that most people Business take to customer. Right. And it, it, it's interesting because the re- direct route is so cluttered with so much that maybe this route that you're being forced or, or having to take is the one that actually builds something big because the direct one is cluttered with so much BS that you have mm. to step your, you have to step the level of content that you put out and there's endless strategies on getting people's attention. But when you approach it from like a more genuine standpoint of someone saying, yo, I've used this product, 
it actually affects my life in a positive way. You know, people are gonna more people are more likely to support it, but it's also frustrating because you can't get it in front of as many people as as uh, as conveniently. Marketing is a big mind game. Mm-hmm. It really is. I, I'm I'm just learning this. Like I have no experience with marketing, and you know I'm realizing um, it takes a lot to get your product out. It's not just as simple as running an ad with the demographic and the interest. Nah. Like you got to run the same version. You got to run like ten versions of the same ad, and mm-hmm. and and then do retargeting. And like there's so much that goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. Which obviously makes sense because it's extremely profitable for, for, you know, Instagram, Facebook and the people that run the ads successfully. It's like a whole profitable game. And honestly, ad revenue runs the world pretty much. Like everyone Mm. does it for the ad revenue. YouTubers, Instagram people, like everyone's Mm. doing it to sell something. Like there's levels to it, right? Like, for example, I don't have the budget to send our product to somebody who has a million like followers or something right I don't like we tried going to um influencer agencies right and like yeah we just didn't have it in our budget so how do we make our network work like how do we make the people that already follow us and love us and our family like believe us what was the issue with the the agency stuff like were they asking for money for you to send some product um their fees were crazy like they would be like okay we'll uh, we'll help you with this campaign. We have 20 influencers, um, and they all are micro influencers. So they have like you know under X amount of followers, mm-hmm. and you pay us yeah this much upfront, and we send your product. Like that's how it was. Why not just reach out directly to them? Like reach out directly so, to influencers through DM and, and say I would love to send you this. So I had we tried that too, right? And what was the thing with that? Again, we're a small company, mm-hmm. right? So, like, influencers kind of have an ego, right? They're, and I get it. Like, right. I totally get it. Like, they built themselves up to that, fo- like, they have a certain following, and those people value what they say, and, um, you know, they stand for certain things, and they don't. Like, I totally get that, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I also get that, yeah, you have 500,000 followers. You have hundreds of companies like me throwing their product at you. I understand that too. Like, why us? You know, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're just starting out. We're like, you know, we haven't tied all the loose ends yet. Why right. us? So that was a really hard approach. Like, I would barely get any responses. So what I had to do, or what seems to be working now, is kind of take a step back. I had to work on myself, right? Like. I don't know. I, I feel like I had a little glow up. <laughs> I feel like that's so, that's so weird, but like my friends and family see it, right? They might not like say it or whatever, but like I know that had like that played into my network believing into like my product and like mm. kind of it having a snowball effect. No, that's a really good point um, because when you kind of make yourself to focus and like focus on your own development before you put out product to the world you know the product is like a reflection of who you are essentially and mm-hmm. the more you work on yourself and the more you figure out all these other things about yourself that 
require work, it, it translates to the quality and, and, and how you convey the message and how the product looks to people. And, you know, I, I can relate to that to an extent, like a lot of people will buy and support your product just because of who you are, not mm. what the product is. Yes. But to get to the bigger, like the macro of, of reaching like, you know, a lot of people that, that essentially is what brings in revenue, high amounts of revenue, um, that maybe doesn't require that much attention to detail in terms of the person. Because there's two ways, in my opinion, to go about anything, like selling anything. You either sell people yourself and then they buy whatever you put out or you mm. sell them on the quality of the product. Like people didn't buy Apple products because they were in love with Steve Jobs, but people buy Teslas because they want to support Elon. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like kind of like both ends of the equation. Um, but if you can perfect both, that's when it gets better. That's mm. when it gets dangerous. And that's when like, that's when people start noticing that, yo, this isn't just some BS that's coming my way. This is actually a person that cares about every little thing. Like when, when you, when you gave me, um, I'm not sure what the, the roll ons, right? Mm -hmm. I, I could tell that there was like attention to detail with the website, with the packaging and everything like that. And you can tell that it's not just something that's put together to look cool or, or, you know, make money or whatever. Like there's intent behind it. And I feel like translating that is super important. There's been so many pieces to this puzzle. I really could like go on in so many different ways. But yeah, absolutely. Like I've definitely, and I think my own testimony, right? This is something that I used and like people that I've known my whole life, like see it. Like they saw me struggling. They saw me go through all of that and they see me now, you know? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely have given more importance to self-development. That's something I guess I picked up on um, in this past year. And yeah, I think it's working. <laughs> but there's, um, just to kind of point out for people, there's somewhat of a balance in my opinion to where you don't want to get too caught up in just your own self-development. Like you want to have, you know, you want to have an understanding of what it is that you're putting out and how it actually affects people and how you can make that experience better from, from all directions. And when it's, it's a little difficult when you have primary obligations or you have other things going on or people on the team maybe aren't as committed or motivated, like it's really difficult to take care of every little moving part. But the only thing in my opinion that really matters is the end consumer. And if you put them before anything else, before how you look, how you come off, you'll always kind of have a winning sort of trajectory because mm. you're catering to the person that actually brings in the money. Mm. And that's something that I got caught up in. I don't think I've said this uh, yet, but basically the imagery of it, because the imagery is what sells for like once, like the mm. imagery will sell nice. once, but the product will continue to sell through word of mouth or th through people being excited to like show other people the product and, and, you know, share how it's affected them in a positive way. So just finding that balance is really difficult because the imagery is kind of easy in this world mm. to create and you can get caught up in it. And I certainly got caught up in, in the imagery and the, and the lifestyle and all this other stuff, like having meetings and going out to meet people and stuff in a safe manner, of course. And you just kind of like realize, yo, I could spend this time working on making the experience better for people or working on figuring out, you know, how we can do X, Y, and Z. So certainly a balance and I would love to hear how, you know, you've approached that situation. So that's also something that I feel has helped us in our like upward 
trajectory is uh, sharing our product, right? Like, this isn't just any product, especially for like the community that, community that I come from, right? Like, right. that's a whole nother topic, right? Like me even just being vocal about cannabis, mm-hmm. um, yet alone stand for it and admitting like, yeah, I use this, you know, and it's helped me. Like that in itself was like kind of groundbreaking for where I come from, like my little, you know, so that, that's been, you know, also battles that I've been fighting, I guess. Um, Has there been like direct pushback? Uh, there's been people that I've encountered where they're like, hey, listen, like, you know, I'm interested and I would try it and da da da. But up un- until so and so says it's okay, like a priest or whatever, oh, wow. she said Ayatollah. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah, up until he says that this is permissible, I'm not going to try it. But those those people are not even the target demographic to begin with. Why not? Everyone is in pain. Everyone, okay, everybody who takes medication mm-hmm. is oh, a, yeah. Yeah, a potential customer. Well, I, okay, that, no, I understand or, that, but th- that might be the hardest group to penetrate, you know, and, and I'm sure eventually they'll come around to accepting um i can kind of relate to that as well to an extent like our cultures are fairly similar um and yeah it's the same same thing uh regarding cannabis cbd or hemp or whatever like they're just not willing to accept that it's a viable means of you know um it's a viable solution to a lot of the problems that every human faces and they're not willing to even entertain that conversation because of their upbringing or all the things that they've been taught and and the belief system and all that stuff and you know that's fine yeah but guess what Mm. i kind of broke in like i see the change in my community like Mm -hmm. people like my mom's friends and people like talking about cbd and like kind of feeling badass and it's crazy (laughs) because that's kind of what we had in mind when we were designing the product the imagery of it right okay this is so taboo right this is so like um, you know, when people think of cannabis, they think of potheads in the corner in the street alley, whatever. Nah, we're going to take this product and we're going to make it look and feel amazing. It's going to be a luxury product, right? You're going to want the average suburban like soccer mom or whatever is going to feel badass and really cool when she pulls out her little gold gilded, you know, Nova leaf from her purse. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like her little secret. Like that was part of it. That was part of like, and I see that already, which is awesome. It's like, beautiful. it really is like that fills my heart with so much joy. And when people come back to me and tell me like, yo, my husband uses the no belief every night. Like, we love it. Da, 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 da. Send us more. Like, you know what I mean? From people who yes. I didn't <laughs> expect them to have that reaction so soon, at least. So it's like, yeah, it's been great.